This is Recorded Future, Inside Threat Intelligence for Cybersecurity. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave Bittner from the CyberWire. Thanks for joining us for Episode 29 of the Recorded Future podcast. The U.S. National Vulnerability Database, or NVD, is in part a collection of security-related reports. Software vulnerabilities are assigned CVE numbers, which stands for Common Vulnerabilities and Exposures, which help track the issues and provide a common reference for referring to a specific flaw. China has a database of their own, the Chinese National Vulnerability Database, or CNNVD. Our guest today is Bill Ladd, chief data scientist at Recorded Future. His team noticed that publicly known vulnerabilities were showing up more quickly in China's database than in the U.S., quite often taking days instead of weeks. This not only had the potential to put U.S. defenders at a disadvantage, it could also give black hats the upper hand. Stay with us. NVD is, you know, the National Vulnerability Database uh, is U.S. effort that tracks vulnerability information in software and severity, etc. And many companies rely on the CVSS scores, for example, they provide understand the severity of uh, vulnerabilities. Uh, and they have feeds that go into, uh, you know, various commercial products that uh, take advantage of the information that they have uh, to help companies protect themselves. We noticed probably several months back as we were looking at our data that you know, there seemed to be a pretty big delay sometimes between uh, when information about a vulnerability was first announced and, and when it was included in the NVD, the U.S. National Vulnerability Database. Uh, and we did a, a piece of original research where we looked at just what does that system look like. And you know what we discovered is that there were you know, literally thousands of sources uh, on the web that would have you know, some amount of information about a CVE uh, explicitly tagged, you know, with a CVE identifier before they were available in the National Vulnerability Database. Uh, so we definitely saw pretty significant lags of time, you know, typically at least a week and often weeks or months uh, before information was uh, available in NVD after it was publicly known on the web and publicly discovered. And we took a, a closer look at that. We discovered that, you know, different vendors uh, had different uh, performance in terms of how quickly their vulnerabilities appeared in NVD. And, uh, we believe that's, you know, different vendors basically take the submission process with, you know, different levels of seriousness. Uh, you know, Adobe, for example, uh, when they release uh, a vulnerability on their website and disclose it, uh, it's typically in NVD very quickly, which means they're submitting it to NVD very quickly and other vendors uh, are slower. And so that's, that's essentially the, the scenario that we started with, which was, hmm, there's a lot of information out there. Uh, on the web about vulnerabilities before it's in you know our, our comprehensive national database of vulnerabilities, uh, NVD. Is there any particular reason why some companies would be slower than others? Is, is there a practical reason or is it simply a matter of them setting priorities? I think it's really about priorities. It doesn't seem like there's any particular rhyme or reason um, to, to which companies behave which way. I think it's really just, you know, again, what, what is it that they're you know, putting their efforts into? Now, if I'm a defender, does that mean that I will likely have learned about a vulnerability elsewhere before seeing it on the NVD? Absolutely. Uh, certainly if you're looking, right? And I think that's one of the issues is that uh, different organizations have different levels of resources that they can apply to this problem, right? Hmm. And 
Uh, we certainly see some researchers who, you know, track a collection of these broader sites or, you know, have four or five Twitter handles that they follow where people kind of announce big vulnerabilities. Uh, and we have others, you know, other organizations that are more passively waiting for their, you know, vulnerability management tools to incorporate the information. Um, so the information is clearly out there. There are certainly defenders that make use of it, and then there are certainly defenders that don't know about it. Uh, and we think that's actually, you know, kind of a key part of the problem. And, and just sort of as background, I mean, what is the NVD intended to be? What is its intended purpose? Before there was uh, NVD, uh, there was no common nomenclature or description of vulnerabilities. Uh, and so they started as a way to provide a consistent uh, nomenclature. These are the CVE numbers, you know, that I've been mentioning. Mm-hmm. And when when everybody has a common name for vulnerability, uh, then you know what, you know, it's very clear, uh, you know, for example, if you're patching your software, but what vulnerabilities are being fixed and what vulnerabilities are outstanding. Uh, so the identifiers are key. Uh, but it's also meant to be, you know, the comprehensive resource for vulnerability information, you know, managed and maintained by the U.S. government. Uh, and their website is actually pretty clear uh, that that's what they're attempting to be. You know, certainly on, you know, serious vulnerabilities that have been well known for a while, there's a, a lot of information on NVD about uh, the vulnerabilities, you know, links to the patches and links to uh, references and, and so on. You have uh, new research that you've done uh, sort of comparing and contrasting um, how China is reporting vulnerabilities versus the U.S. What we did is we thought, well, you know, we saw how NVD was performing. Um, and so we thought we would benchmark it against, you know, another similarly operating effort, which was the Chinese National Vulnerability Days, or CNNVD. And we really didn't have any idea when we went into it what, you know, what it was going to be in terms of, you know, how much overlap there was going to be or, you know, what the timeliness was going to be. But the, the Chinese National Vulnerability Database also very conveniently uses CVE numbers. Um, as well as their own internal IDs. So it was relatively straightforward to look at, you know, their performance on the set of CVEs versus uh, the U.S. And it's also pretty clear that they cover, you know, primarily the same set of vulnerabilities. The overlap between the two systems was quite high. You know, 90 to 95% of vulnerabilities were covered in, in both systems. And what we discovered is that, uh, by and large, things were reported much more quickly Uh, in the Chinese National Vulnerability Database than they were in the U.S. You know, the the Chinese database doesn't have a systemic advantage. They don't issue the CVEs. Um, They're not the source of record for the identifiers. Uh, They're not the source of record for um, where people make submissions. Uh, And so there are certainly cases where, you know, NVD got it first because the vendor was aggressive in submitting it. When NVD got it first, CNNVD was likely just a day or two behind. But there were many, you know, thousands of... Uh, vulnerabilities that, you know, again, the Chinese would be a day or two behind uh, the initial public disclosure. You know, we would have that weeks to months delay that we typically saw with NVD in the earlier research. Now, just for for clarity, would a CVE have the same number in the Chinese database as in the U.S. database? Exactly. Uh, The Chinese are basically taking advantage of our CVE identifiers. You know, they're useful. We, We find people in the dark web use the same CVE identifier. They're helpful in describing what software you're talking about, what vulnerability. Um, so they absolutely use the same CVEs. Um, they're not involved in the granting of the CVEs like the U.S. system does, um, but they're able to gather that information across the web fairly aggressively. 
So what do you suppose causes this difference between how quickly things are reported there and here in the U.S.? So in the U.S., the way that it works is that vendors, when they discover a vulnerability request or issue themselves a CVE number, uh, which is then reserved for that vulnerability. Uh, and then they do internal research on it. They, they might create patches. Uh, at some point, they're ready to disclose it publicly, or perhaps a researcher that they're working with you know, publishes a report using that CVE number that they've, that's been reserved for vulnerability. At some point, then what they do is they submit that CVE uh, information package to the MITRE uh, CVE dictionary. MITRE is a, is a contract firm that manages essentially the issuing of these identifiers. When a identifier is uh, registered into the CVE dictionary, um, it automatically gets updated into the National Vulnerability Database. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, uh, the folks in NVD uh, provide a severity score uh, so that organizations can see how risky it is. And so you've got a very defined process. Vendor requests a number, vendor discloses the uh, vulnerability for that ID. They submit that to the CVE dictionary, automatically included in NVD. Where that breaks down is that the vendors are slow. Um, they don't necessarily push that information to, to the CVE dictionary. And so you've got this process where you've got these two different players, MITRE uh, and NVD, each following a process to get this information moving through. The Chinese, on the other hand, uh, are doing you know, presumably something more comparable to what we're doing, uh, which is scanning the Internet for mentions of vulnerabilities, regardless of where that first mention is, um, if it's on NVD or if it's on a Microsoft site or it's on a security blogger's uh, research article. And if you gather that information when it's available, uh, then you can add it to your, to your database. Uh, so they've clearly taken, you know, created an operation that allows them to gather that information uh, proactively um, from around the web as opposed to waiting for the submissions to come in uh, for vendors who are, may or may not be following a timely process. And is there any downside in the way they do it? Do they have a, a lower degree of accuracy, for example, than we would have? I think that's fair. I think there's, I think there's certainly, if you're moving faster, you are going to have a little bit less accuracy. But I think that's okay, right? I think it's really a question of, you know, basically being clear about where you are in the process. If you're taking the time to get everything perfectly right, by the time you're perfectly right, some of the most critical stories will have passed you by. And so there's absolutely an accuracy price that you pay for that. But I think that I think the timing, uh, the timeliness is incredibly important, particularly for the most severe uh, vulnerabilities. So ideally, what you would do, uh, you know, is you would you would tag the first information you get as preliminary until you have time to go through a review process. But at least it's available there for researchers who, you know, are exposed to the vulnerabilities. I think that's a much better approach than simply uh, having no information about the vulnerability while you're waiting to go through that process. Now, if I'm a researcher, could I simply access the Chinese database? Is there anything keeping me from doing that? Um, no, you could. Uh, it's a little tricky. You'd, you'd want to do some translation, and the, the site's a little flaky. Um, so it's, it's up it's and down. Chinese. <laughs> it, it is in Chinese. Right. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a little bit of English text in there. Um, and we also see that it kind of, it's not super stable. It kind of goes up and down. And I don't know if that's, I don't know why that is. You certainly could use it. And it certainly got, you know, more timely information than the, than the U S one does. 
What it's not is integrated into the downstream processes, uh, like the vulnerability tools, like the US one is. So in terms of uh, looking at it as a place to find information, absolutely. In terms of automation, which is where you really want to go, with, probably less suitable for helping you with an automated framework. For me, the mission would be, if you're going to be the vulnerability database, your mission is to be as comprehensive as possible, right? Understanding that uh, when you first get information, it, you know, it's, it's still preliminary, right? But that you want to have everything that's available so that you can provide that resource. Uh, and I think the Chinese have focused on that mission. Uh, and to that end, you know, they clearly have an effort which goes out and gathers information from across the web. Uh, I think I think in the U.S. we've ended up with these two different organizations, MITRE and NVD, that each owns a piece of the puzzle, um, and neither perhaps feels completely complete ownership of the mission, which is to be as comprehensive as possible. They've clearly focused on you know accuracy, and uh, you know no one appears to have prioritized the well. It's out on the web. Should we make sure it's in our system uh, as opposed to waiting for the uh, the vendors? Uh, to submit that information. One of the things you pointed out in your research is um, that this has the, the practical effect that, um, you know, black hat folks could look at the Chinese database and perhaps have a head start on their U.S. counterparts. Well, I think absolutely, right? One of the things that we noticed in the uh, original research is that, you know, the day that a major vulnerability is announced, work starts on it, on the dark web. Uh, proof of concept code starts to be generated. That happens immediately, right? And why does it happen immediately? It happens immediately because you know the black hat community is more actively searching. Again, they're they're doing that proactive searching that CNNVD is doing. And if you've got someone like CNNVD that's doing that proactive searching for you, it's a much easier place to start than men and you know than trying to monitor the 200 sites that might break uh, CVE knowledge initially. You know vulnerability. You know, publication has always been a little bit of a, you know, of a mixed bag, right? Do you publish the vulnerability and allow exploits to be, you know, written? Or do you hide the vulnerability and people don't patch it, but, you know, maybe it's a zero day at that point, mm-hmm. right? You know, the point to publicizing the vulnerabilities is to encourage and expedite companies' ability to patch themselves uh, and protect or mitigate the exposure that they have from the vulnerabilities. In any way that you're doing that, you're giving an unfair advantage to the black hats, it's not helping you the way that you would like the system to work, right? So if the black hats are more aggressively monitoring uh, and they get access to information sooner, and whether they're doing the proactive searching themselves or they're taking advantage of the proactive searching that a Chinese national uh, database is doing, either way, they're getting a head start on the people that are relying on the uh, US NVD. So you have a couple of case studies in the report. Can you take us through those? Sure. And, you know, before I do that, let me just point out that neither of these case studies did I look at the difference before I decided to, the difference between NVD and CNNVD before I decided to cover them. Hmm. Um, the, the first case study was we looked at, at Dirty Cow. And we looked at that uh, in the original research several months ago, just as an example where NVD was extremely late. Uh, Dirty Cow was a vulnerability that had been in, in Linux code for a decade. It was a, a pretty significant vulnerability that could be highly used in exploit kits. And in fact, probably was used in exploit kits as zero days for years before it was disclosed. Uh, Because the day that they announced it, the reason that it was discovered was because they'd seen it being exploited in the wild. The initial announcement was translated into Russian and dropped into a Russian uh, criminal forum immediately. Uh, We saw proof of concept code in Pastebin within days. 
it literally took NVD three weeks to get this vulnerability covered in their system. So if you're relying on a centralized system, you know, it was three weeks after, you know, this very serious uh, vulnerability was disclosed, even a vulnerability that was actively being exploited in the wild as a zero day before the disclosure, you know, they don't come any more serious than this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it took, it took three weeks. So we published that example, you know, months ago. And then we said, okay, we did the CNNVD. Let's, let's see how CNNVD did in this. And it was like, oh, they had it within two days, which is pretty typical for them, a day or two within the initial public disclosure, a full 20 days before NVD. If you're looking at, at those sites, you know, they're covering it. And the other example that we looked at was the vulnerability that was, you know, used in the Equifax breach. And again, you know, the question was, well, let's, let's, you know, let's check that one because everybody's going to be thinking about it when they read about vulnerabilities. It's the vulnerability in the press right now. Uh, and NVD was fairly quick on that one. It took it took a, a mere four days to go from disclosure to inclusion in NVD. But when we you know took a closer look at it, not only did CNNVD have it the same day that it was announced, uh, we find we found proof of concept code on a Chinese hacker site the day it was announced. And so you know it's clear that there's so much going on in terms of taking advantage of these vulnerabilities, these critical vulnerabilities when they're first announced that. Proof of concepts are being built and deployed. Defenders need to actively be protecting themselves. Uh, and if you rely on our national vulnerability database, there's nothing in there. Do you have any sense for what kind of resources the Chinese are are dedicating to this project? I mean, is it something uh, that, uh, as a nation state, that they take seriously and fund, or could it just be you know a handful of highly motivated people? It could be both, right? I think it's sure. I think it's. I mean, it feels like what they've done is they've they've taken a manpower solution, right? Mm. That they figured, and whether it's you know individuals scanning these websites or if they've written code to go against them, I think it's clear that there's a concerted effort to gather this information. I don't know, but I would believe that it's. I guess I would believe that it's. Um, it's definitely managed at the nation state level that they've decided this is information that they want to gather. So do you think it's a matter of uh, you know people reporting, following up on their CVEs, reporting them to NVD more quickly? Um, you know, I don't want to go so far as to saying making that compulsory, but you know, perhaps some sort of a, a PR push of saying, hey, folks, you know, you, we, it's important that you stay on top of this. I mean, I think that would definitely be a good thing. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, that's, that's never going to be good enough. Right. There's always going to be information that gets out, you know, before the process, whatever the process is, has time to catch up. I really think that at some level, you need a proactive approach where you're actually searching for that type of content uh, and actively bringing it into your system as opposed to waiting for publication. Publication is great, but um, and companies and should do it better. And, you know, there should be there should be a better program there. But at the end of the day, it's never going to be perfect. And so rather than assume that you can fix that process, I think it's really important to figure out how you're going to gather this information from across the web, you know, as soon as it's available. Our thanks to Bill Ladd for once again joining us. You can read his complete report, The Dragon is Winning, U.S. Lags Behind Chinese Vulnerability Reporting, online at recordedfuture.com slash blog. Don't forget to sign up for the Recorded Future Cyber Daily email, where every day you'll receive the top results for trending technical indicators that are crossing the web. Cyber news, targeted industries, threat actors, exploited vulnerabilities, malware, suspicious IP addresses, and much more. You can find that at recordedfuture.com intel. 
We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll subscribe and help spread the word among your colleagues and online. The Recorded Future podcast team includes coordinating producer Amanda McKeown, executive producer Greg Barrett, the show is produced by Pratt Street Media, with editor John Petrick, executive producer Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.